At this very moment, you're entering the vortex of Mystic Podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Mystic Podcast. It's Daniela. I hope that today you're doing quite wonderful because this conversation is going to be really, really, really cool. I have with me one of my dear friends who started... I don't know how, I don't even remember how we met, but it's been a while since we met and she started as my student and it's now one of my dearest friends and I wanted her to come into the podcast just to kind of give you guys an idea of the waves of life and I admire her so much because she has completely and drastically changed her life and now lives a fantastic, fantastic life. Um, so I... Today we're just going to talk a little bit about how she started her journey because like a lot of you, she also had no idea about this spirituality or anything that had to do with energies and woo-woos and witches and all these things, but she had this inner calling. As many of you who are listening, I'm sure can relate to this inner calling, but you just don't know where to begin. So she is going to tell us a story about how she initiated this path and this journey and she's also a yoga teacher, she's a Reiki healer and so many more things. So I think this is going to be really inspiring to all of you to see how a path is initiated without even knowing, but at the same time with this inner decision to say yes to more and yes to who we are and yes to all the things. So welcome, Valentina. Hi, I'm so happy to be here and excited. <laughs> Me too. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, I think you're a wonderful person and I really admire your journey and everything that you've been through the last, I don't know, year or so. So tell me, like, I think it's really important to remember how you were, I don't know, two years ago or three years ago or however, when you started to have this like inner calling of, I think there is more of me, like what else is out there? <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, so, um... I guess I just uh, used to be, as most of us are during our life, just um, I'm a very ambitious person. So I guess all my life has been chasing some kind of goal. Um, since I was a student, first it was all about, you know, having the best grades at school and doing as best as I could there and uh, getting to the end and graduating. Um, and I did all that. And then it started with the working life. So there you go with um, trying to get some work experience, getting internships and um, just moving through this this phase of like stepping into the outside world and trying to make a life for myself there with the knowledge that I had accumulated from, from my studies, um, which were um, within the interior and product design. Uh, so I'm a uh, yeah, I'm a product and interior designer by um, educational speaking. Um, and then, so I started chasing a career there, uh, like most of us do after we get out of university. Totally. And um, yeah, so I just started getting internships uh, wherever I could. And it was really a struggle. Like, uh, I, I think most creative industry are, are quite hard. Um, just working for free most of the time when you when you start and get try to get some work experience. So, but I was like super determined and super like energetic, and I knew where I was going. So I, I just did it all and gave my all. <laughs> <You go. laughs> Uh, like I usually do and then finally um, after a couple of years of that I got my first real job like with a stable uh, contract a permanent contract uh, going to a proper office and having colleagues and like a 
proper salary for the first time. So it was like a, a big, big achievement. Big deal. Um, and then for, for a couple of years, it was like very much about that job, like uh, really diving into it and learning. And again, like trying to be the best I could there and really making an impact and contributing and, you know, try to give everything I knew, but also try to learn as much as I could from that experience. Um, and then after a couple of years uh, there, I don't know, like the learning curve started to kind of like settle a little mm, bit. Like so, you hit a plateau. Exactly. Which is, I guess it usually happens with all life experiences. Like we, yeah, we hit a plateau at a certain point and, and then it's up to us to decide, okay, how, is there a way we can like raise the, the, the wave again, like raise the curve again? Or is it something that we need to change in order to keep growing? So I guess I hit that plateau and um, yeah, and then some other questions started to raise. And at the same time, I was going through like a personal uh, hard time. I, I I broke up with my uh, with one of my I would say most important partners in my life at the time. Um, and I was new to Sweden. Um, I guess I didn't say anything about where I'm from and where I am now, so that doesn't, it falls out of context a little bit, but uh, I'm originally from Italy and I moved here to Sweden uh, because of a partner that I had, which is this partner that I'm talking about now that I broke up with. So moved from Italy to Sweden, um, found a job here, been here for, for a few years, and then all of a sudden that relationship uh, was was gone and I had to make a life for myself here. Um, How was that? It was... Um, it was hard at the beginning. I was like terrified of letting go of the relationship because it was my anchor here. It was literally the only thing that I had. Because this was um, a country that exactly, you didn't know yeah. and everything was really new. So I was really like holding on to, to it for dear life and it probably, <laughs> <laughs> it probably like lasted way, like it was not going very well and it probably lasted way too long because I was like just gripping Don't on it me. with everything. Uh-huh. But eventually, it just finally like broke off, and and I was, uh, and I was you know out and free, and had to figure things out for myself, and that's where my personal curve started going up again. So like work wise, I was still working at that studio, um, but my personal curve started really like shooting for the stars, and that's when I started practicing yoga, and I would say yoga is what initiated my kind of like awakening journey, uh, definitely. And how did you find yoga? Um, it just came to me. Um, after after that relationship ended, um, I, I had a lot of time for myself because I barely <laughs> had any friends in Sweden because I was relying a lot on the friendships that I had in common with this ex-boyfriend. So once those broke off and I moved to Stockholm because I used to live in Uppsala with this partner and, and after things, um, yeah. Uh, after the, the relationship broke off, I moved to Stockholm and, you know, I didn't have any friends there. So, and I had plenty of time. I was working, but still uh, my days were pretty, pretty free. So I was focusing a lot on myself, uh, a lot of working out, going running every day and things like that. I was in the best shape I've been in my life, by the way. <laughs> never been as in shape as I was then. <laughs> but <laughs> priorities, right? Um... So, yeah, so I just started working out a lot and and then it just came like, OK, I need to start doing yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, probably I had this idea that it was something that was both good for the body and for the mind, for, for the soul. 
so and I of course I needed that because I was a little bit fragile of course after the the breakup so I felt like yoga was gonna give me what I needed mm. uh, but it was like totally intuitive like I barely knew anything about yoga when I started uh, but that's usually how I th- do things in life as well like I have this input and I just tend to just throw myself in it before I even research really about what it is mm. exactly and ha- so did the yoga really helped you process your breakup and process I mean what happened after that yeah it just I guess it started it started turning my attention my awareness inwards in a way because being still being a, a physical practice it really like it instantly brings you some sort of like self-awareness that comes from awareness of the body first for the, of the physical body in a way that is different from any any other kind of physical practices or exercises or things like that it really like it gives you a connection with yourself that is very particular and you really start to connect with the phys- with your physical self but in a way that at least for me like after that came the more like going inwards um and and with that during that time came like a great need of getting to know myself like learning about myself um how old were you at the time i was 23 okay yeah and you think that you went 23 years of your life without really knowing the inner parts of you no i didn't you you didn't i didn't no i was so focused i mean probably in in a very very small percentage i did Um, Because I've always been this kind of like self-aware person in, but not in a, in a way that, not in the same way that I am now, like self-aware, but always very projected towards the outside, towards achieving, towards, you know, giving my all to others and really like very much projected outwards rather than inwards. So at that point I was like, I really started to learn about myself and it started really with but simple funny things like taking you know the 16 personalities test yes yeah <laughs> that was my first really like coming to terms to like okay who am I right. and that seeing all that like very detailed description of who I'm supposed to be and like feeling like it really resonated it just really opened a whole world for me and it was like oh crap like it really brought me the awareness that I, I needed, like the spark that I needed to, okay, I need to dig deeper. I need to, I need to connect to this person that I am. Like I have all these, you know, potential and all these awesome things about myself that I, I'm not even in, really in touch with. Yeah. Um, and and just to kind of give you a perspective of that like you guys when I met Valentina I don't know if this was our first time I think it was like probably our second time but we were at my friend's apartment uh, actually Lena's apartment so you guys if you've been following the podcast you know Lena and Lena and I were actually in her apartment working on Mystic Podcast and Valentina comes in and there is this you know beautiful girl that comes into the kitchen and I say hi how are you and again I don't remember if it was the first or second time that I've seen you and then I ask her, what is your human design? And then he had no idea. <laughs> and then I remember no that we looked it up and she was saying that she was a projector and all these things. And I remember I usually do this with people. Now, I don't do it intentionally, but I can read really quickly the profile of the person. And I remember telling her, like, you're very intuitive. And she's like, uh, what is that? <laughs> Wait, what is very that? Very what? <laughs> exactly. And I remember seeing all these things 
in front of her that were about to happen. And I saw like, oh, wow, she has so much to, she's so unaware of so many cool things about who she is. And I can't wait to see this whole transformation that she's going to go through. And I remember just there, and I usually this happens um, when I receive these things. I don't say too many things. I just say like, huh, this is interesting. Maybe you should, <laughs> maybe you should look it up. Um, but it's really crazy to just look back um, now to see, wow, all the things that you've discovered about yourself. So to go back again you decided to go for a teacher training, for yoga teacher training. I did, I did. After I moved here uh, to Malmö, um, I, yeah, I just decided to go for teacher training with Lina. So Lina, <laughs> Lina was my uh, yoga teacher and I uh, became a certified vinyasa uh, yoga teacher. And um, at that same time, our relationship was started. Like I, I got to meet you and I got to learn more and more about what, what you were doing and I think it was during the during the the yoga teacher training that I um, got to know about Reiki mm-hmm. for the first time because Lena is also a Reiki practitioner, and um, yeah, this whole Reiki thing really was very intriguing to me. Um, so then, shortly after I finished the yoga teacher training, then I decided to go for for the Reiki. Yeah, so yeah. So Valentina has been through my Reiki trainings, the level one, level two, and we're about to go into level three. Yeah. So very soon she's going to be able to attune people into the Reiki practice. But what I think is really interesting about the Reiki practice was that when you sign up for the practice, I remember that you said, I don't know anything. I'm just going to sign up. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Again, going back to how I do life, that's how I do life. And how did that turn out for you? Oh, it, it was one of the best decisions I've ever taken in my life. Absolutely. It just started a whole process of diving deep into my own magic, my own powers, my own awareness, uh, and, and enhancing what I have. And enhancing like the gifts that I already have and, and just making me discover this whole new set of skills that I, that I had within me that I could share with the world and... Yeah, it was it was just the beginning of a magical journey. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And let's dive a little bit deeper into that magical journey because after the Reiki training, it's when OYA came into your life. Yes, it is. <laughs> and so tell us all this journey of what OYA was for you at the time. So obviously going into the Reiki training uh, had made me realize that, you know, there was something more there to discover and... Um, I kind of like I, I knew that I needed to do some work bec- before being able to fully um, embrace this new magical direction that I was taking and these new gifts that I was discovering. And uh, there was a, a need of like doing some self work first, um, some self discovery, some healing. Um, so I needed something that would guide me in in, in there, and that's when. Uh, OIA came came into the picture so uh. and if you guys don't know if you're listening and this is the first episode you ever listen on Mystic Podcast I want you to know that OIA it's a on your authenticity mastermind which is my signature three-month program where you pretty much go into personal power spiritual gifts and it's pretty much like in a spiritual awakening during those three months absolutely 100% that's how I would define it it was a spiritual <laughs> awakening it was um so yeah uh it just came at the right time and I took the opportunity and I remember being so excited also because it was the 
biggest expense that I had ever done for myself, like the biggest amount of money that I had invested in myself. So I was really, really excited. And it was a big step also on that side of things, uh, talking, if we're ever going to go into that, talking about like yeah, the relationship with money and money energy there. It has done a lot for me there as well. Um, but of course, most mostly was this just fantastic chance of having someone to guide me through all the steps that I needed to take in order to um, regain that power to just get to know this person that I, I knew I had within me and that needed to come out and just, yeah, shine through. <laughs> I just love this. And what were one of the things that, and I don't even remember, but what, do you remember one of the like challenges that you were going through before or the even the goals that you wanted before going into the program, before going into those three months? Um, well, I remember I was still very much um, career-oriented in a way, I guess. Um, so I was still very much projected outwards rather than inwards. And soon after I started OIA, that kind of like changed drastically. So then it became <laughs> all about like, okay, maybe we need to take care of me first. And then, so my, my goals changed my direction shifted more towards myself and a journey of self-discovery um but of course that turned into a, a, a new quest for new new opportunities and new goals that but that came from within not from without so yeah so what does your life look like now nowadays <laughs> what's up today so today <laughs> I am still working with design, but I'm doing that uh, remotely. Um, You're still working with design. Design, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I'm doing that remotely. Uh, and currently, it's, I'm doing that part-time. And then I am teaching yoga twice a week. I'm working as a, as a t yoga teacher. And I'm also working as a Reiki healer. Because after taking level two, then I established my own company and started doing both both yoga and, and Reiki, so I have my own clients. And you're a fantastic Reiki healer. Oh, you are my favorite. You. I go to Valentina a lot because <laughs> I really love her. So if you're looking for a Reiki practitioner in Malmo, I think you should check her out. Mm, thank you. That's sweet. <laughs> so what is the difference between your life, let's say, a year ago? Because you took you took OIA a year ago. So what is what is the change between a year ago and what looks like today? Okay, so when I started OIA, um, of course I was in this, I had reached this plateau since a couple of years before at work, uh, and I was, and at the same time I was on this kind of like self-discovery journey that I literally just initiated, um, so I, I was very much in need of finding myself and then re, um, and then finding a new path in life because the one that I was on obviously wasn't satisfying and, and, and I felt like there was something missing there. Um, so back then it was just me working full time, a job that wasn't satisfying me anymore, that wasn't expanding, that wasn't interesting or challenging. Um, and now to having the same job but working less hours which is a great thing because I still have like a lot of financial security coming in from there so I'm really happy about that but then also having so much time to to do these other things that are more of a passion of mine like teaching yoga is like mainly a, a big passion that I have it's not something that I do for money it's something that I do because I I love it mostly um so I have loads of time to do that and I have established my business for that and uh, teaching twice a week and then I have 
you know, the Reiki. I'm doing that um, not super often, but I have clients and I do that a few times a week. So, yeah, I mean, then I was just this person who was looking for something better and trying to discover herself. And now I'm this person who is like so much more in my power. I know my gifts. I know myself. And I have a job, a part-time job that sustains me financially, so I don't have to worry about that. And I run my own company and I can do what I love, doing Reiki and the yoga. So it's been a huge shift. In less than a year. In less than a year, absolutely, yeah. And if you could, you know, sneak in into into you a year ago, what would you say to yourself a year ago? I would say just keep doing, keep doing what you're doing, girl, because you're going to get there. <laughs> just keep following these little, um, yeah, inputs that you get from the universe without really knowing where you're headed, but just like keep trusting your intuition that I know now what it was. <laughs> I didn't know back then, but I know now that I, yeah, I've probably always been a very intuitive person, but I just couldn't give a name to it. So I would definitely tell her, go ahead and follow these pings and you will get there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think that's, that's, that, that's the thing. It's The thing is to just follow those little nuggets of hmm, intuition or curiosity or just, yeah, like those paths in which we just don't know, but it just sounds, it sounds nice or it sounds interesting. It sounds... Um, a little scary but also a little fun and that's just like the the practicing of your intuition so that in a moment you come to the point that you are now Valentina where you can say I know that's my intuition talking Mm. absolutely and you know I was telling you before that this week um, as you guys know last last episode last week if you haven't listened to last week's go back so that you can understand what I'm talking about now um but I was telling her that this whole week and I was telling you guys that this whole week has been quite a journey of healing vibes and craziness and like ups and downs and all these crazy things and I usually feel this a little bit ahead so that I can share with the community but this week has just been, you know, super transparent here. It's been like crying and then dancing and then crying and then cheering and then crying and then like, oh, life is wonderful. <laughs> and I feel like, and I feel like sometimes when we don't know how to navigate this emotions, what happens is like we are having a great moment and a great day, and then the next day we're a little bit more emotional and a little bit more vulnerable, and then what happens is that that takes over. So then that cancels out yesterday, that cancels out anything good that is happening because we have this, you know, big emotion and big healing that is going through that we don't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. So, and, I, and I'm bringing this up because you, I, I think you have a wonderful, wonderful way to move through these heavy emotions in a way that you don't take them personal. And in a way that you have been able to catalyze them into your wave of healing. And the last few months, I know you have been through some personal um, challenges and personal awakenings and upgradings in your life that have been quite heavy. And you've been able to navigate them in such a beautiful way that I would like for you to share some of that. All right. So, um, so that's a very, very interesting uh, topic. Um, 
I guess what came with the awakening, if we want to call it like that, was of course being more in tune with myself, which means also being more in tune with my emotions, my energy, what was going on within me, which I, I've always been kind of like more detached. So being able in the past to just like push through, like not, without caring too much about what was going on. So having this this kind of like dis distance between the inner and the, the outer. And after my awakening, if you want to call it that way, <laughs> you can call um, it that way. I kind of like, I could not, I, could, I that distance was like gone. There was no more distance. I, I, I had embraced completely what was going on within me, uh, which of course made it, made this emotions and, and energy waves a lot more present, a lot more obvious, a lot more like I couldn't ignore them anymore. Um, but I've always been the kind of person who is not afraid of pain. I'm not afraid of darkness. I'm not afraid of like digging into what needs to be dug up in order for me to to heal, to to better myself, to expand, to grow, to to move on. So I guess that's what made me able to navigate through these pretty pretty easily. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot a lot coming coming up and a lot of shadow work that I have had to do and and how do you navigate those like if you have if you're having a really bad day if you're having a really heavy um you know emotion emotional day what do you do generally I just sit with it like there's not much you can do you can't it's not healthy to try and change it or like trying to um ignore it so what I do is I usually just allow myself to I make as much space as I can for for that to hold that emotion or that energy that is coming through so you cancel plans um, so you I cancel, cancel plans I if I need to be home alone I try to be home alone uh, and I'm not really much of a when I'm in those moments I'm not super much of a ritualistic person like I don't journal about it or I don't do anything specific I just like really usually sit with it and allow it and allow myself to do whatever feels good in the moment like and if it is being lazy and like binge watching something then be it if it is like I don't know reading a book or going for a walk or I don't know eating some drunk food whatever <laughs> I just allow for that and usually just the fact that I'm not trying to fight it but I'm embracing it and allowing it it just cut all almost like naturally starts transmuting into something else like it's it almost like its power on me is loses diminishing yeah diminishes so then it kind of like it's easier to then transform it into something else um and yeah the dancing usually helps a lot uh, i do a lot of that like physical movement usually helps me a lot and i know it's different for, for different people but you know this this these energies that we feel the emotions that we feel uh, are in the body in form of energy so usually like moving the body and moving these energies around just helps them helps them just like you know get them going get them moving and and, and transforming them into something else have so. you done the soul abundance dance of course i have oh. i love it <laughs> i wanted to tell you out in front of all of you guys i know i was a little bit late on discovering that one. so the inner joke here is Valentina took Soul Abundance, which was the course about quantum leaping, about manifestation, about fifth dimensional living that we launched in September. And one of the biggest practices, if not the most important practices of the whole program, it was the first day at the very end of the first call. 
And, you know, the, we finished the program, the, pro, the program was great. And one day I was at Valentino's and I was like, what did you think about the dance? And then she's like, I wonder, everybody was talking about this dance and I didn't really get it. <laughs> <laughs> and she probably just skipped the last few minutes of the first call and never got the dance, yeah, which was I such was, a big deal. I was watching and then I got interrupted and then I never finished the <laughs> So I had completely missed it and that was the first... The very first, one of the very first episodes, I think. One of the very first lectures. So I, I went through the whole course with people bringing this dancing up and I had no <laughs> The funny thing is that you never asked. No, you were like, wait, what's that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Everything in divine timing. It, it was supposed to go that way for me to find it later on. How was how was that for you? How was that program? Because as you mentioned too, um, this idea of moving towards money energy and money mentality. And you know what I was thinking um, yesterday after I was giving a lecture to one of my elite um, mentors, um, not elite mentors, my elite mentorship um, uh, students, is that we realize that sometimes it's so easy to make an example about things when it comes to money in our relationship to money. Because it's not about the money, it's what the money shows about who we are. Is the relationship that we have with money that shows us the relationship that we have with ourselves, with our self-worth, with things. I think money, it's really, if you can see it as a tool to really understand ourselves and understand the universe because eventually it is energy. So yesterday was, I mean, I've known this, I think, but yesterday just kind of clicked in a way of like it's just an amazing freaking tool like thank you so much for this tool that is so so um in front of our faces that we have to deal with it and if you look at somebody and you see their relationship to money it says so much about who they are not because of money it's because who they are yeah it's really really a crazy a crazy journey i think Mm. yeah i can relate 100 percent to that um after I, I started, you know, investing this bigger sums of money for myself, which is something that I had never done before, it, re- it really shifted something. Like, my relationship with money itself shifted. I didn't have that fear, that resistance anymore, which means that it reflected both into the going out, so giving money away, and also it reflected, of course, in, in money coming my way. Because after that, I I started spending more, so not afraid of using that tool that amazing Mm -hmm. tool especially to invest for myself and as I did that more and more money coming started coming back towards me in bigger and bigger amounts bigger and bigger amounts so and I I definitely can see how those two things are connected like if you are afraid of spending money and using money which is this amazing as you said energetic tool um, if you're afraid and res- resistant towards it and you, you put that kind of energy towards it, then of course you're, it's not, it's not going to come your way. you like, you're, you're repelling it from, from your, um, reality as well. And, and the beautiful thing also about this, I think, is there's always deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper layers to work with it. It's never like, it's, it's not a superficial thing as we think it is. It's, it runs so deep into who we are. I mean, both of us have discussed this before where we talked about how certain money situations show up and we see them and we're like, oh, wow. Like, I totally like, um, just 
in a way fucked myself there in that situation so many times <laughs> that you know every time is a way to learn our relationship to again our worth and like how how it gets to change but is there any like little stories that you know about like your money relationship and how that's changed um as you continue to be more yourself well um I guess for me it was really beautiful to make that switch of like not being not being controlled by money and but like rather becoming the one who is in control of money and it it really doesn't matter how much you have like we it really doesn't matter how much you have in your bank account it could be like the smallest amount or the biggest amount but that energy of like letting money control you or you being the one in control of the money is like a game changer so when I really when that shift happened for me I started really enjoying spending money like I really and it didn't matter how much the sum was that I was spending but like just being extremely grateful for for the money that I was spending and the experience that I was receiving back from from using that money as a tool um, so really like becoming both more mindful about spending money which means which doesn't mean that I spent it in a different way but rather being really aware of how I was spending my money not just like blindly going about my day and like paying coffee here and buying some clothes there and whatever buying a course here but just really being mindful like how amazing it is that I can go see my friend and I can pay for for my coffee and maybe offer her coffee as well and just like the energetics around that are so amazing and then I, I started applying that in every little thing that I did and especially like going out traveling when I really get to spend that money for the pleasure of like getting an experience and um yeah it's just so beautiful what it does to you um and I yeah it's really so amazing. basically what you're saying is you just became really grateful yeah starting to seeing it as something that you've got to experience exactly rather than some because we have this idea that money is this like negative thing that we're kind of like slaves to or like stuck with or like oh what the hell like i wish money didn't didn't exist like why am i why do i have to be a slave to this thing but that's so not so not true and it's kind of like the the idea of it that we get from living this like capitalistic system which in some somehow or I don't know for what reason turned money into this kind of like you know bad beast of some sort that is like <laughs> bad beast. yeah like a bad beast that is <laughs> keeping you hostage or something <laughs> like why does it have oh to God. be like that uh, right it's such a as you said again like it's such an amazing tool and um so what is your biggest perspective or, or, yeah, sh like shift of perspective regarding money, the biggest one that you've, you've had that really changed things for, it, for you? So gratefulness definitely is a big one. Like just being grateful and being aware of how I was spending money and what, I w what it is that I'm, actually, that I'm actually using. Like what is this tool? Where does it come from? It's energy. It's energetics. It's so related to the way I... Um, yeah, the way I put myself towards it and how open I, I am and how in control I am in a way. Like, I am the one who determines and determines whether I get to spend it in a certain way or, yeah, just, like, being um, being in my power regarding to money and not, like, trying to dominate in, in any way, but rather being a team, like, teamwork. Yes. Like, really 
understanding the dynamics of the energy and understanding how money works and being grateful for having such an amazing tool and um, being able to like spend it how I wanted and just having this whole really like seeing it as an energy just how I would see my emotions just how I would see another person's energy and trying to work with it on that level Mm. and this is bringing up something for me and by the way this episode is going everywhere and I love it it's like (laughs) it's like my life I hope you know as you're listening I hope you're going this ride with us because we always just touch upon all the topics in the universe and then we just kind of come a full loop into the end of this conversation hopefully but I you know I hope that you keep up with us and that um, it's not too much for you but I believe that it all is all connected it's all connected but as you're talking about this I'm remembering there's this woman that teaches a lot about money and she was telling a story the other day that is coming up as you're saying and she was saying imagine imagine money was like a friend as you say working as it as your as a team so if money was your friend would you ever treat a friend the way you treat money you're always like you're not enough you're awful I have to do this I don't like doing this oh here's the bill oh here is every time you look at your account and you look at your money you're like oh oh my god so every time you're looking at this friend or you're spending time with this friend or you're hanging out with this friend, you're awful. <laughs> like, and when I'm saying you're awful, I'm saying I've been there. Have you been there? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so she was saying, if you really want money to be your friend, if you really want this energetics to work for you and work with you, do you think that if this was a person, do you think she's going to, she want to hang out, she want to hang out with you? <laughs> absolutely not (laughs) i would be i'm out of here (laughs) bye see you never (laughs) and then i never get even more mad because our friend is leaving and it's like you've been treating me like shit (laughs) for the longest that is so true and by the way i just want to give her credit her name is melanie and lair and she's absolutely amazing and she talks money she has built an empire for herself and she really really the way she talks about money and the way she talks about the energy field it's absolutely amazing so you should also check her out her name is melanie and lair so but to go back to the story like and i started to see it this way i was like wow and that day seriously after watching that i started crying and i went to my bank account <laughs> kidding this is a real story i went to my bank account and i was like i'm sorry (laughs) i love it i was like i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i love you so much and and the thing is is like you're always there for me for the basics i always have enough to pay for my water i always have enough to pay for for my clothes I always have enough to pay for my food I always have enough to pay for my bills like you cover me you've got my back literally since since I like since forever Mm. so then I literally was crying in front of my bank account (laughs) just like being grateful so I think it goes back to the idea that you're saying what really shifted for you was this gratefulness and the idea that it's not out to get us Mm. it is out to get us if we decide that that's the kind of relationship that we want to have with. Yeah, yeah, it's a mirror, it. like everything else. Like everything else in this world, it, it gives back what it, what you put into it. Mm-hmm. So the kind of approach you have towards it mirrors right back. Mirrors back. And, and, that's, and that's the beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Because what, how you do one thing, it reflects so much about your entire 
reality. How you do one thing is how you do everything. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like if you if you have this kind of relationship with money, I'm telling you that there's a part of you somewhere, and this is something that we also talked about on feminine receptivity two weeks ago when I gave the free masterclass. We talked about not letting anything be enough. So we go towards our partners, towards our friends, towards ourselves, and nothing is enough. And then we get super mad about it. I'm so guilty of that. I was before more than I am now, but yeah. <laughs> How was that for you? Um, well, I'm a cap lady. and <laughs> A what? A cap lady, Capricorn. Oh, Capricorn, Capricorn lady. Right. Capricorns are quite stubborn, very ambitious, very like always doing the, the best, giving the best. Everyone else around them has to be at their best. If they're not at the best, they suck. And <laughs> everything has wow. to be perfect. <laughs> Okay, it was a bit drastic, drastic, but that's basically what it is. All right. So growing up as a cap, cap lady, uh, <laughs> I had very much of that. Like I, I myself was never enough, always had to be perfect. And if I wasn't perfect, was just like beating myself up all the time. And because I was always striving for this perf- perfectionism, um, I also like restrained myself a lot. Like I wouldn't allow myself to, you know, just have fun with it, just like flow and, and just enjoy it uh everything was like so serious and like so about you know achieving the goal and doing the best way and uh, of course like everyone else this this approach that I had towards myself had a ripple effect into everything and everyone around me um so never accepting yeah never allowing people to be enough uh, or, or situations or or money or the job or the partner or the friend always being kind of like on the on the search for this per- perfect thing that doesn't exist and just being so worried about finding it and just forgetting the pleasure of, of what it actually is. And um, here's my question on that, and, and he goes for you, Valentina, and he goes for everybody listening. If that's the way you're going about it, do you think that would it ever be enough? It doesn't matter how much you work on it? Of course, it doesn't matter. It will never be enough if you have that kind of approach doesn't matter how perfect, even if you reach the perfection, exactly. it's not going to be as perfect as you would want it to be because it's all in the mind. It's a mind game. It's yeah. not a, an, an actual truth. And it goes, back, it goes back to literally what I was saying in my Instagram the other day. If right now we're not grateful, we're not seeing the enoughness, we're never going to see it. Even, even if it comes, like even if whatever, whatever you think it's going to allow you to see it comes, you won't see it, you won't recognize it, you will continue to go on the next, on the next, on the next thing. And that's just how it goes. Yeah. And that is why gratefulness is such a, a fundamental of this more aware and spiritual approach to life. This is really one of the, one of the building bricks, I would say, for everything that has to do with this more aware more yeah more conscious approach to to life it's it's the base of like your relationship your relationship with yourself like being grateful about who you are and what you have achieved it's the basics of the relationship with other people it's the basics of the relationship with money it's the basic of manifestation of everything and anything you would ever want like it's really one of the building bricks of like having a happy satisfactory life yeah yeah and talking about being having a great satisfactory life. Can we just talk about mushrooms for a minute? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh yes, please. 
So just full transparency, I've never done mushrooms before. I've been wanting to, but I just feel like I, I know when the right time it's going to come. But I want to hear your story because Valentina has done mushrooms and she's had a wonderful experience with it. So I want you to, I want you to just take us through that because I really want to be... I think my time is coming. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. I just don't, it's not, it hasn't happened yet. So, um, yeah, um, this is a very fascinating topic. And um, it's one that I've also discovered at the same time as this awakening was happening for me. Um, I've never been someone who was very much into drugs or alcohol at all. Like growing up, I was this perfect girl who barely drinked and you know never really smoked never took any sorts of drugs at all um so coming into the more like spiritual word and meeting these people who were into psychedelics and 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 using the psychedelics as a way to kind of like deepen their their own practice of self-awareness and uh, awakening enhancing their awakening then i started to become quite interested and intrigued and i've always had this idea that the earth has so much to teach and has so much knowledge and we're all interconnected and connected with 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 each other but also with like the natural world the nature itself and mother earth itself and the fact that these these this psychedelics which is the um, psilocybin mushrooms uh, are coming from the earth was like very i really like that idea and i was like yes okay that it makes sense um that they have this magical power because they come from the earth and the earth stores so much wisdom um, and insight about you know the universe and, and all that. So I was definitely very much interested in trying the mushroom because of that reason. So the first time I tried them... Um, because before you go into how the first experience was, um, for me, for example, I've always been... I mean, I grew up in um, in a very... I don't want to say conservative family because that's really not it. But also like talking about psychedelics, talking about drugs. Like, I mean, I know I'm from Colombia, as you guys know. And, you know, we, we talk about drugs in Colombia. Yes, we produce them and all these things. But I've never done any, like when I, when I lived in Colombia, I never did any drugs or anything like that. And it was very... I don't say, I want to say taboo, but you know, I, I remember growing up saying like, you don't do drugs because you're going to die pretty much. <laughs> and then, and, and you know, related, right? <laughs> related to that was the idea of psychedelics. It's like also, you know, oh, if you don't do it cautiously, if you don't do it in the right way, like you can also have these trips and you can also die. But most importantly, what I was going to say was that when it came to psychedelics, I also, because talking about ayahuasca at the same time, um, I worked with a lot, of, I worked with a shaman in Colombia and I was channeling some stuff for him and he does a lot of well, ayahuasca ceremonies. And I remember that I've connected to the ayahuasca without actually taking it. And I was downloading some stuff for, um, for my shaman that he wanted to kind of have a second opinion on. And the thing with me with ayahuasca is that it's never called me. So I've never, I've never felt call to her wisdom because I feel like it has to be an inner call yeah. and also done properly because I mean, I also think you have to respect the wisdom of mother earth. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's, that's exactly how it happened for me. Like I, I never had a, this interest in drugs or psychedelics at all, but then I had this call from, from the mushroom specifically. So I was like, okay, if I'm, if I'm going to try this, then it's going to be the mushroom, the psilocybin. So, um, 
so yeah so and I wanted it to be a holy experience like I really wanted it to be a spiritual um in like a spiritual setting um so how did you set that up so <laughs> it was actually beautiful we uh, it was me and a few friends of mine a few girlfriends we rented out this little cabin in the woods here in Sweden outside of Malmö um and it was the most beautiful perfect little fairy tale house in the middle of the forest absolutely wonderful old house um and then we we went there for um, a long weekend and one of the evenings we set up a little circle and had um prepared the mushroom you prepare them in like a sort of tea so you soak them in water and lemon and then it activates the um, the substances and then you kind of drink it and you eat the mushroom as well um so we prepared the mushroom and then we sat in the circle and we had a little meditation set an intention and then we uh yeah we drank the tea we ate the mushroom and then it usually takes like about an hour to activate and um So then we went outside. It was a beautiful day, kind of cold. It was like early spring, I think, or late spring. Um, we went outside, and my intention for for the first experience was, I remember to like experience the beauty, and I wanted to get a special connection connection with nature, uh, since we were in this beautiful environment in the forest. I was like, I wanted that to be the focus, because um, I had heard beautiful stories of how everything just becomes more enhanced and, and beautiful at your senses so I really wanted to experience some of that so um yeah and that's that's that is exactly the kind of experience that I received and it was so beautiful because I really felt like it was an an intelligence like I really felt like I was connected to this intelligence and this intelligence was like guiding me and holding me and listening to to my needs to what I could handle what I couldn't handle it was really like being held like someone was holding my hand and kind of like walking me through this experience and I had this uh, um, yeah I remember like it started with um, everyone else started feeling the effects way earlier than I did and then I was like start, starting to get a little bit like annoyed I was like why isn't this working like what is wrong with me <laughs> so I remember I even had to take more than the other people did Uh, and still, still, I was like, but why, why is it not working? Because I was so focused on, again, you know, the, um, the expectation, the, it has to be that way, because I have that idea in my mind, it has to be perfect, like, so much, again, projected towards the outside, oh, that I yeah. was, I wasn't seeing it, so, um, the way it came is, like, I don't know how, but, like, at a certain moment, I closed my eyes, and then opened them again, and I realized that, it was all happening in the in in my field of vision like once i closed my eyes so then i was like oh my god wait hold on a second it's happening so then i just left the group and i sat down in the garden in this like cute little cozy spot uh, in the grass surrounded by flowers and i went to a, a meditation so the first part of the trip was literally me a bit sitting there in meditation with my eyes closed and what I saw was like just an amazing swirl and twirl of like these like really complex fractal geometry of like spirals and all sorts of like colors possible and imaginable and like glitter and sparkles and then all these like shapes recognizable shapes started coming to me and some of them were like from um architect like uh, famous architecture in the world like churches and basilicas and um 
um, I saw the Pantheon in Rome, like very, these like very recognizable architectural structures. Um, and <laughs> it was kind of funny because then I realized, oh, now I understand how these people build these things. They were all on my <laughs> They were they were able to build this like f- fantastic like architecture and art and okay yeah I get it but anyways um so and that, yeah so these these like more recognizable images started coming to me and 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 then more more symbolic things like I saw a lot of Egyptian um, figures like gods and goddesses um, in the yeah of ancient Egypt started popping up in my field of vision and. Um, yeah, so the, you, I could really feel like, oh my god, there's so much wisdom here. Like everything, everything that has ever happened is stored as information in in, in nature. And in, in Mother Nature holds this information and can share it with us. Mm. So that was the first part of it. And then we decided to go and take a walk. So then it became more like interactive with nature. Like all your senses are uh, so enhanced. enhanced. So you, you hear... All like I remember looking up into the trees and hearing all the birds, all the birds like birds that I haven't even heard before in my life, were singing. I can just like see all the tiny stems on the trees and um, yeah, like my vision was super enhanced. All the colors were so saturated and just like the smell. It was just it was just literally walking through a wonderland. Yeah, wonderland. Seriously, and you're like you're so the beauty of it you're you're so focused on the beauty that you don't you really there's nothing but the beauty there's nothing but perfection even when it's not something per- particularly perfect or particularly beautiful or anything like that but it it just lets you in my experience it was like the beauty of it was all i was seeing and it was like really humbling in a way because i was like this is always here this beauty in this l- amount and this um on this level of beauty is always there available for me I choose to see the things that are wrong with it I just see I don't know where that patch of grass is not as green or as perfect I choose to see where that I don't know like that tree branch is like broken and hanging down but instead it's always beautiful and it's always there so it's really like a filter that you put through the world and I feel like we all do it a little bit as humans like we all focus on what is wrong with things like focus on the fact that nothing is perfect like a filter exactly and i think that's so interesting because uh, i think this is an exercise from tony robbins when he says when he has you close your eyes and look for one color and then he asks you for he asks you for another color and the thing is like and just so you guys understand this exercise the main point of it is to understand that we see what we focus on we see what we like a reflection of what we're looking for we see what we are literally putting energy into the rest becomes literally like non-existent so it doesn't mean that things are not within you like it doesn't mean that you're already like it doesn't you're not out of abundance for example abundance is there it's what filter are you looking through is it the filter in which you know, there's not enough milk, or are you looking through the filter that says, you know, I have so much to go and buy a hundred cartons of milk if I want. Absolutely. And it's just that simple. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And it really came, came clearly through as a message, having that experience. I really came to the realization that it's all about that. It's the, 
it's the beauty is always potentially available. I am the one who chooses to focus on different things and to focus on the lack of beauty rather than the abundance of beauty. And and so it goes for everything in life. And and that's also reconnecting to great gratefulness and gratitude. Um, that's like immediately connects you to okay, what it is there, what is available, what is the beauty available, what is the abundance available. Uh, so like gratitude always keeps coming back as a fundamental always 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 and everything and I also believe that the personal journey that you started to go into when you said I want to know myself I want to know who I am is also this yearning to recognize your own enoughness your own like wait a minute but I'm looking outside to fix and to do and to try and to succeed but what about what I already have inside like we said, you, you went, you know, 23 years of your life without even looking at the things that were already there Absolutely. inside of you. Yeah. And all of that, as you say, wraps back into gratefulness, awareness of it's already, it's already here. Mm-hmm. Like we're already full. This morning, funny enough, of course, right on point, <laughs> I was in this meditation and this is because sometimes when I say I am enough it doesn't quite click because there's so much there's so much meaning to this enough word i think enough word this the, the word of enough has just so much to it so instead i was sitting in meditation and i was saying i am full i am full i am full i am full and that clicked for me all of a sudden because then I was like it was such a beautiful shift from I I am so full and from this fullness I can give so much more and is that recognition of this fullness that makes me so grateful and there and therefore this desire to share with others totally mm-hmm. makes total sense thank you so much for this episode thank you so much for being here um this was pretty much like a sneak peek into our five-hour conversations that we usually (laughs) have (laughs) yes that cover every single thing in the universe and so much more and there is so much more that we can go into and talk so i hope that you come back to the podcast and we can go into one of these amazing conversations but if anything i think this episode was about the gratefulness and the gratitude and seeing the things that are not there and also choosing you over and over and over and over again you your intuition and continue walking baby (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much valentina for being here and thank thank you you for listening and for being part of this beautiful community as you know oia enrollment it's open own your authenticity mastermind and this round we have two parts of it and one of them it's the mastermind group and the other part is the mastery meaning you get the group mastermind and you also get one-on-one support from me as I walk you through this whole beautiful three-month journey so make sure that you DM me because that's the only way to get the information because I want to know you I want to know who you are I want to know where you're at and I want to initiate this journey with you so make sure that you DM me and then I will send you all the information the enrollment closes at some point in the next two weeks so make sure that you take a jump take a leap and go for it if it's calling your heart if you know that you're meant to be in this journey and this is going to be the best 
best way to start 2021 because if you thought 2020 was a ride (laughs) (laughs) and we all did oh yes (laughs) including myself welcome to 2021 because we're moving into deeper waves of healing deeper and deeper and deeper waves of healing and it's time to wake up we have no time to waste there's no time to hide this is the time to wake up and this is the time to be who you are and shine your authenticity Until next time, my wonderful, wonderful, wonderful people, if you have any questions or if you have any feedback about this episode or how it got you into whatever it got you into, or if you want to share with your friends and family who can benefit from these conversations, please, please do. I appreciate you, your energy, and all that you are. Talk to you very soon. Bye-bye.